0: Okay, it's 1 a.m. Yep. And... <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the nail polish? I broke it. Oh, no. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's the... Right now, we're turning the Dana 315 into a nail salon. We
0: As have... we should. Yes!
1: <laughs> As we should be doing. Yep.
0: Yeah. Mm wow and uh today was a very snowy day yeah and to be honest i think it was in some ways inconvenient but also in some ways Mm. just very beautiful Mm. made me think a lot about just the the different side of life oh how so um queen is
1: thinking a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh lately i've been thinking a lot about making time for the people in my life and i was thinking about my high school self Mm. And high school, Callie was definitely a very ambitious girl, like mm.
2: super ambitious,
0: and she had had a ton of vision. Whenever oh. she had a goal, said Oh goal. my
2: goodness!
0: Yeah. And I think <sighs> I was nearly going back to that like self oh. of myself, and really, I'm, like recently. Yeah, I think <gasps> you noticed that, right? You mean like, like, this week? Uh, And then you pulled me out of that. Yeah, for real. For real. It's not like I pulled you out. It's
1: like because we talked through it, you know. Yeah, you opened my eyes to my reality. You know. It's not I opened your eyes. Don't think like that. No, no, no. no.
0: Like you helped me, like realize that I was going in the wrong direction that I didn't want to go to, and then I thought about importance of letting your actions show to the people in your life that you care about them Mm. maybe you Mm. know that this person is very important to you that they matter to you but
2: Mm. you're
0: the one who knows that you're not letting the other person know it Mm. no matter how much how confident you are Mm. in that that person just like make it stay straight Mm yeah like that. okay no matter uh, how certain you are about that person's role mm. in your life if you're not making them know about it through your actions i don't think mm. i don't think you will have fulfilling connections that last a long time
1: no. mm. yeah definitely it's like no matter how much you think about it or how you You think, like, they should know, but if you don't show it or, you -hmm. know, no matter through wars or actions, they will never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, That's true. I'm glad you had this (laughs) realization. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
0: And it's also a lot of effort to Mm. try to fit that in into your life when you're also going after a lot of things but I mm, think mm. by doing that um, it's seemingly um, counterintuitive because mm. maybe you're not like gonna spend time working or studying and you're putting that time off for maybe hanging out with other people so maybe mm. for some people it might seem stupid or
2: mm. not as
0: you know mature but Mm. when you think about it at least for me i think Mm. when you try to make an effort to actually find that balance between work Mm. and the people in your life you're one step closer to becoming more mature
1: Mm. yeah definitely definitely wow i like the color red Even though there's only one layer for now In the process of <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, manicure and Yeah, definitely. But I feel like um yeah, for I think it's also the situation is different for each person as well like maybe because you mentioned that you are like a very ambitious girl and you are still a very ambitious girl I can tell that yeah and then maybe finding the balance of um, reducing the time to only grind on works and like you know only do school wars or stuff like that should be your goal but I feel like for me um, it's also about finding the balance but it's more about Um, Cause maybe I was focusing too much on like, so like, you know, friendship or just having fun with people or, you know, just um, socializing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, oh, I'm like a social butterfly or anything, but I really enjoy spending time with people and hang out just as simple as that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's also important for me to, you know, actually think about what I need to do for myself because mm-hmm. on one hand, I experience all these feelings when I'm hanging out, all the happiness I have. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's also important for me to um, think about what I can create by myself and what I can bring to other people beside of the feelings You know, mm-hmm. we are creating. Um, what value can I bring? for other people or for like a larger audience for more people in Mm -hmm. this sense. So I also think it's um, you are the one who kind of um, encouraged me to think more in that side and push me to, you know, actually think about um, to be more ambitious Mm -hmm. and to be um, just to think about, you know, how my like my work and myself is also important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just
0: very thankful. <laughs> yeah, our, our Dana nights are just nights of appreciation <laughs> and gratitude. And yeah. we love that for ourselves. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's yeah. also
1: important to show this gratitude, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. or they're never going to know if you're not going to say it out. Exactly. Yeah. Mm it's actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Glitter.
0: <laughs> I yeah. like it. You know, mm. actually this like nail um style mm. reminds me of snowy days. Oh wow.
1: Today is a perfect day! Yes. Oh my goodness. It reminds me of Frozen,
0: actually. <laughs> You're an Elsa.
1: Yeah. You Wait,
0: do you want to be Elsa? <laughs> I can <could> be Anna. <laughs> uh, we can both be Elsa and Anna. Mm. There are no boundaries. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we can be...
1: Elsa and Anna at the same time to have like, you know, mm. the courage and like the independence of Elsa, but also, I don't, I kind of forget about Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of Frozen. I'm sorry. <laughs> no
0: offense. <laughs> I think Anna is very really optimistic and mm. hopeful. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Mm. Just, um, this reminds me of what we were talking about a, f- a month ago, so... A month ago? Okay. No, I think one, two, almost two months ago now. Oh know? my
1: goodness. Yeah. What, like, what did we talk about?
0: <laughs> we talked about, um... Mm. Oh, okay. It's okay. Well, um, so... Why do we want to be either Anna or Elsa? We can be both. Ah! Yeah. People always think that if you have to choose something, Mm. the other option is off the table. But what if you find the right ratio? or the Mm. way to keep both of them with you you Mm. know yeah
1: I think it's also about finding the balance you know
0: Mm. Mm. (laughs) balance is the key yes
1: exactly exactly and also like what you just said just also remind me of the song that you were singing a lot the the song that I am woman I am Ah. (laughs) I can be anything I want yeah right yeah I really love that song actually and mm-hmm. you know like because i was using this chinese app a lot mm-hmm. and on this app there's like a lot of girls who use this as a bgm mm-hmm. and to just compile their pictures at their different state and together saying that these are all me you know yeah. i can be sexy i can be cute i can be creative i am fearless i have all these different sides
0: mm-hmm. and that is me right yeah, you don't have to limit yourself. The moment you think that you have to be one thing, I think that's already mm-hmm. you're limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the time, I think you're not the one who's limiting yourself, but other people's expectations are what is limiting you.
2: Mm. But you know,
0: yeah. Eventually, although it is a big factor that other people are expecting this, but the ultimate decider whether it's going to affect you or not is, at the end, you. So Mm -hmm. if you change that mindset that you have to be only one thing, you have to choose only one thing, you have to live only one way, Mm. then you can liberate yourself and open up to so many infinite versions of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to feel bad about changing. Because, you know, sometimes, although... Change can be growth, but change can also be mm, not so pleasant. Yeah. And sometimes people tell you that, like, you know, after seeing uh, um, maybe a friend after, let's say, two years. And they, they say, oh, wow, you've changed. But the tone is almost like judgmental, you know. Mm. So what I changed. Yeah. Right? I choose to be this version right now, yeah. at this moment. And I want to own that version of myself and I don't have to apologize for being different from what you you expected. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. I really don't like, yeah, when people are being judgmental and saying that it's kind of implying you change into a bad way Mm -hmm. that I don't want you to go through. But eventually, like, that's my life, right? Mm -hmm. And like, whatever I choose... I pay for it, I live for it, and like, it's not your,
0: like, chance to judge it, right? Mm. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Every minute of it, every good and bad of that version of me is only for me. Mm. And sometimes I think um, parents are a big contributor to this, because I think the, yeah, of course there are a lot of people expecting a lot of things from us, but... There are certain people whose expectations we value more and Mm. put more weight onto. Mm. Mm. And I think those people are people we are close to, people who we cherish. And parents definitely have a very special role in our life because they have been expecting something from us for our whole life, Mm. essentially. Mm. And we know that. And we can't ignore that especially maybe for asian parents Mm, and mm, mm. you think mm, by default from your childhood you Mm. think parents are you know they know it all they know what's best for you Mm. that's like the default mindset but Mm. then as you grow up you realize that what they want for you might not be what's best for you. Yeah, because
1: yeah. you're the one who knows yourself the best. Yes. Right? It's not them. And like, especially as you're going to college and learning the things that maybe they were even like exposed to. Like sometimes you don't even have this common language to discuss oh, no. what you learn and what you are passionate about for now. Exactly. So you don't have to limit yourself to their expectation where like how they expect you to grow how they expect you to work in the future Mm. it's not the only option yeah and also it just kind of um for me it just also reminded me of like recently I feel like a lot of people also talk about this to me of like oh what do you want to do in the future Mm. what's your what's going to be your career and like because maybe it's at this time at this point. It is a time to think about. Yes. What should you do in the future? But. I mean. I think. I used to be very panicked. About not having this. Um, direction. Not having this one single goal. And to be honest. For now. Even though it seemed to be like. I have a goal for now. But I think it's also open to change. And I think is completely fine or like it's very understandable and it is fine that if you don't have a goal right now if you feel really clueless don't be panic. Where don't think like oh like what should I do because you're comparing yourself to other people as well mm. but just keep in mind that like other people's choices could also be changed in the future oh right exactly. maybe they're also just having this goal for now because they need a goal because they Uh don't need they don't want to be clueless right and if you want to take more time to explore what you want to do just take your time and if you find your goal for now and maybe a year later five years later you decide to change okay just change just go for it it's never too late to start something right and also I think for me, it's also because of my parents,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially my dad, that um, I think he changed a lot throughout his career, and he's the one who, he's like a living example, showing me that it's never too late to start something. Like, And I really mm-hmm. respect that he have this courage to do that, to achieve that. And also, it just encouraged me a lot Mm -hmm. to, you know, just explore what, just do what feels the, like, the best for you for now. Mm -hmm. And in the future, if you want to pursue something differently, also don't be afraid about that.
0: Yeah. And I think... um having that example in your life definitely Mm. frees your mind from all the worries from all the limitations Mm. about being afraid of changing directions maybe disappointing people in the process yeah exactly yeah for me Mm. like change and people's expectations and disappointments are inevitably connected to each other Mm. and Sometimes you're afraid to take that chance to change your life because you're afraid of disappointing others. Mm, 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 But what if you're mm, disappointing yourself by not taking that chance? Yeah, but not taking that step out, right? And who's going to live for you? Not them, not the people who are expecting. They're not going to live for you. Mm, You're the only one who's going to live for yourself. mm, And I noticed something recently. mm, mm, So um, after... Uh, being chosen as the lang scholar mm. i was hesitating telling people because i mm-hmm. didn't want them to expect something from me as mm. a lang scholar you know because mm. i thought what if i like throughout the way what if i decide to change what if i decide to do something else than mm-hmm. my lang project mm. well for now of course i'm committed but mm. i also solved that possibility you know definitely
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: I thought if I tell people, if I announce it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: if I uh, let them know, they w- might have some expectations and hold me accountable to what I, what they think I should be doing as a language scholar. You know, mm-hmm. and what if I decide to do something else? Then mm-hmm. would that be like? disappointing and also a bit like a betrayal which is super like not true and yeah exactly yeah. there are a lot of things that I know that are not true but it but still just, just comes yeah. to your mind
1: yeah mm, wow I
0: didn't know that before <laughs> whenever we do our podcast oh. I like you know trauma dump on you <laughs> Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> Am I sharing too much? Please let me know.
1: <laughs> um, Elin think it's fine. Don't know how our other audiences think, though.
0: Are are very attentive, very, uh, like you know, multiple. audiences.
1: <laughs> I hope they are. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I didn't know that you were conscious about this, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think... um Yeah, I, I didn't know that I was going to be uh, giving importance, like, no matter how small, to this, you know. But mm-hmm. then I realized, yeah, I was still mm-hmm. thinking about how others might be mm-hmm. disappointed in my choices. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, but... You know mm. that's just a passing thought. Yeah, it's not gonna overtake me or gonna make, gonna be a huge influence in how I live. Mm. And you and our conversations remind me that I should be in charge of my life and mm. I should be the living for, I should be the one living for myself instead yeah. of letting other people take charge of yeah. how I live.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they're like most of the people I believe that you're concerning about, mm-hmm. they possibly aren't even in the project itself. And like, how do they have this position to judge on uh-huh. you about your project, right? Mm-hmm. And also just, as like you said, you're the one who owns it. And like, even if you decide to pause it or do it in the future, or just continue doing it, that's all your choices. So just mm-hmm. these concerns are definitely just, Yeah. They're just passing thoughts. I'm glad that they're mm. already past. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. But I I feel like in terms of how other people um think about you, mm-hmm. about like you know concern like that, I definitely can feel like sometimes I'm also just very conscious about how other people will think about you. If I do something, mm. and but I feel like recently maybe you no, know, but in the past maybe I was super like self conscious mm-hmm. or like even overly self conscious. I would mm-hmm. say I even forgot like to which aspect or like to which kind of like things I will be this self conscious. But I just remember that it's like a, yeah. I also had that experience
0: before. Yeah, mm. so. But definitely it comes to bigger things in my life, not mm. like small stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't care about um, mm. what I'm wearing and what others will think, you know. If I like it, mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Or if, maybe like... Uh, yeah, just small stuff like that, I'm completely fine. But mm. something that made me worry about disappointing other people and the lang thing is Mm. when i told other people they Mm. were like so nice to me like congratulating me Mm -hmm. telling them that Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. telling me that they're proud of me Mm -hmm. and all of that like nice comments were nice but then made me realize that maybe now they're raising their expectations you know maybe Mm -hmm. they're expecting too much from me and those like Things like I'm proud of you, congratulations, are nice, but also indicators that they are expecting a lot. But yeah, I will not take it as a pressure in myself. Mm,
1: I just feel like um I'm just trying to put myself in that position, for example, like if I like when I know that you're selected as a LANG scholar, mm-hmm. I think it's when I'm saying congratulations, right, I'm genuinely just thinking that you are doing great and you know what you're doing, you have your shit together and you're like so good to go. And like, I'm genuinely proud of that, but I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't expect you to bring something where mm-hmm. you know, as a friend where like, you know, it wouldn't change my expectation toward you in our relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just that I know that you can do it really great, but that's your thing. And like, it wouldn't affect me as much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe for other people, they don't even like think that much.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, this is also relatable to your experience yesterday Mm. about um, thinking that, you know, some people might have found a certain situation awkward when, in fact, because you were overthinking about what they might have been thinking, you found it awkward. Mm. But maybe for them, it was just a small moment that they're not even going to think about anymore in their life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, And I want (laughs) to talk about some other example as well. Mm. So, this one time, Mm. um, I was with my... um, Well, we're not exactly good friends, but with a guy (laughs) in a store. And um, I wanted to get a... uh, I wanted to get pads because I was on my period. Mm. And for me, getting pads is... Not awkward at all. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah, exactly.
1: He felt awkward?
0: Yeah, and I could feel that. no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you know, I was laughing to myself when I felt that. Because I thought, oh, my God. Like, I didn't even think that, like, it didn't even cross my mind at all that, carrying a pad around would be a problem with a guy would yeah. be a problem but yeah. then wow like, oh my god yeah and it just it's i'm still pissed about <gasps> mm, not about him <laughs> like, about society just uh. making periods seem some uh, like it's something you should be hiding mm. like too private that you shouldn't even be like carrying a pad around Mm. i remember in high school when i used to like uh ask for maybe for for a pad from a friend Mm. or from other like girls in my class Mm. we were always like hiding it "Uh, yes
1: i know i know that's also true in my high school like Mm. you know when you're trying to like get the pads and go to the bathroom. We it's either like drug have,
0: dealing, right? Yeah,
1: you either have this like small bag that yeah. can just exclusively for pads and then mm. you just take that bag to mm. the bathroom or you need to secretly take it out from your like school bag and then like put it into your pocket and yes. then go, go to the bathroom. That's what we did, yeah.
0: And that's like what a lot of women do their whole
1: life. And you know what? Like, I just... It just also reminded me Um, sometimes when I was, like, asking pass from my mom where, like, mm. I'm saying that, oh, like, I'm having period. Just say mm. it out. And then she would say something, like, in a very low voice and, like, mm. as if she doesn't want anyone to hear about it. Mm. And then, like, whenever she passed me, some, like, pass, is also, like, very, very secretly. Yeah. I feel like the examples from the from our older generation also just reflects how we were not that open to this topic but definitely for us like it's nothing to hide about right it's just a
0: part of our biological process and yeah. it's, honestly it's it's like so normal for your body to be doing this so yeah, I can't see any reason yeah. why you should hide it or yeah. be ashamed of it. And exactly, it just shows how a lot of the times we are told mm. what is wrong and what is right and what is private and what is public uh, by the people who are giving us the narrative. When in fact, mm. th- those people don't even know what happens when you get a period. So obviously.
2: Mm. From,
0: like, history, you can see that, um, like, male, um, white mm. scientists mm. who study anatomy decided mm. that periods, I don't know, maybe, or not even, like, scientists, just, like, mm. guys, mm. men, decided that you should be hiding it because mm. they're uncomfortable with it. Yeah,
1: I don't. Yeah, it's actually a very interesting topic. Is, um, I didn't even know why this is a taboo in the first place. Why this is such a thing that we need to hide about? Like, in the first bit, in the first place, and so were these white males? Were not okay. Not necessarily <laughs> only white. Were these um, males who decided that we shouldn't talk about it?
0: Were like. I remember reading about it for my medical anthropology. Yeah, let us let the medical anthropology major explain about it. Here we go. So yeah, basically, although it is cliché to say now, mm. so it's an overused topic, but women uh, are only now gaining control over their bodies, exactly, and about the narratives about their bodies. But mm. in the past we were so alienated from our body that we didn't even have the right to describe what is happening to our body, mm. how our body works, but um, men were the ones who were doing that work. They were telling us who we are, what our bodies are, what we should do with it. And- oh my goodness, yeah. A lot of the times also science was used to make it seem like periods or um, Even menopause is something that is degrading to a woman. Like, you're... A lot of narratives about how menopause is a failure of a female body. Mm. Because it's not producing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just small stuff like that, it's not even small. I shouldn't be using the word small for this. It's Mm. a huge thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That constructs the way we see ourselves Mm -hmm. and though that description is not coming from us but Mm. people who don't even know how it is to live in this body
1: yeah exactly i also remember like reading this article in the for the foundation anthropology class Mm -hmm. i forgot the (laughs) specific content but it talks about like you know during the process of pregnancy how the narrative is also just, just degrading the women body and kind of glorifying the male's body through the, like, yeah. And that's just so common that we take it
0: as the reality.
1: Yeah, but actually,
0: no. It's just the narrative. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. yeah And something even more disturbing to me was PMS explain that so pms is premenstrual syndrome Mm. it's just a phase a woman goes through before getting her period so Mm. for some women they might get moody Mm. they might have increased appetite Mm. they might uh, yeah but the general narrative around pms is Mm -hmm. that women get very moody Mm. and sensitive around their period Mm. and you know And it's seen as something bad. It's seen as something irrational. It's seen as something Mm. like a disease because it's technically named syndrome, Mm. you know? So Mm. it's how men are medicalizing women's bodily processes, Mm. when in fact, it's a natural, very natural process, a phase you're going through. It shouldn't be seen as a syndrome. Exactly. The wording itself is problematic. And when you put the label syndrome on it, women believe that it's something that is not normal, Mm. irrational, that something Mm. that um, hinders their productivity, rationality,
2: Mm. and...
0: They are not themselves when they are under the influence of the syndrome, and they will mm. be- start to believe that this is something that they should be fighting or avoiding, because rationality and insensitivity is valued in patriarchal and capitalist world. You know, because mm. you need that to be productive, and when you're sensitive, you are seen as being inefficient, not productive. You're not doing enough work. You're not doing what you should be doing normally when you're Mm. not sensitive you know Mm. Mm. and yeah why sensitive is a bad thing though and that's That's so unfair (laughs) yeah and that's when the like narrative comes in like the Mm. system the system that women are told that being sensitive is bad is a system that values productivity uh insensitivity because if you're sensitive maybe you're not um, giving as much priority to your work you know but when you think of pms in a different system in a different narrative maybe like not in the capitalistic it can be seen as a period um where a woman is being more creative being more
2: close mm. with herself
0: mm. being more in tune with her emotions so yeah. all the negative labels that are coming is because it just doesn't fit to the ideal of the system that we are living in, mm. but in a different world, it might be even yeah a phase that a woman would cherish, mm. not be afraid of you know?
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, and just one thing like about p m s yeah i feel but one thing I feel that is that i I think I never experienced like strongly about the ups and downs were like, you know, being more sensitive than I'm always am. Mm-hmm. So that's just a thing for me. But mm-hmm. also ah uh, I was trying to think about um something when you were saying about oh sensitivity or like, you know, being sensitive and how the system is valuing insensitivity and how yeah, how we just Normally, portray femininity in relation to being sensitive, being emotional, while Mm. males are like, you know, more cold, more more rational. Mm. Yeah, and this whole narrative, it's just, I don't even know where to start to criticize (laughs) it. I'm just losing my train of thought right now. But yeah, it just not making sense to me (laughs) yeah Yeah, just too many things to criticize I don't even know where to start yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: a lot of things come Uh, into mind yeah but um something you said about never noticing like being overly sensitive during your period Mm. I want to ask you a question Mm. yeah sure um so PMS is a big thing in Western cultures mm. and I only learned about it like I think around high school
2: mm. so
0: before then I also didn't notice like any changes in my mood when I used to get my period mm. but after finding out about this yeah, yeah. phenomenon I yeah. started to pay more you're attention you're projecting that thing onto yourself yes, right exactly. Yeah. so I know. were you familiar with this I
1: definitely heard a lot of people saying that, you know, around your period, it's easy to get moody. You have bigger appetite and all the stuff like that. And I believe somehow, like, you know, biologically, I think the hormones going to change to some degree. I think that's also should be a fact, even though I'm not super familiar with that. But, yeah, I've been exposed to this um, narrative a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just personally, I don't really feel strongly about it. I think maybe it's that it's different a pound each person. But as what you said, once you learn about something, you're trying to fit yourself into that narrative, mm-hmm. right? It's also might—it might be the case, same case for PMS, too, for some mm-hmm. women— after they know that you know oh you could get moody you could have this kind of change because of the different hormones level so they're like okay I can find this okay I shouldn't be saying that find this as an excuse Mm. but maybe it's just easier for them to detect that Mm -hmm. even a smaller change that might not be caused by the period itself, Mm. could be accounted as, oh, this is a result because of PMS, you know? Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow, yeah. It's like when you are told something, and something comes into your mind, and you hold that in your mind, and Mm. you're thinking about it, Mm. you start... Noticing other things related to it. Like mm. confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. In
1: psychology. Yeah. Confirmation bias. Yeah. Terminology. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <gasps>
0: oh okay. shoot! It's like
1: 40 minutes. <laughs> it's over our temptation.
0: <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, this is just a typical night in Dana 315. Yeah. Painting nails. Which I should say alien's nails are looking fire right Ooh, now. Having yeah. the
1: same style as Cali.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we're having the
1: same mess. <laughs> we should take a picture later.
0: Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah. Good night, everyone.
1: Yep, yep. Have a sweet night. <laughs> Snowy night.
2: Yep.